when you expose your neck mm-hmm. in just full perpetuity and the person you're fighting ignores it and swings away uh, like it's the end of signs, spoiler alert, that phrase plays a role. That proves fighting is easier from outside the cage, which has always been what we sort of thought here at Verbal Tap, which means it's time for the show. I'm Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. We just watched some UFC, so we're hopped up on the fight high. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, one of us is high. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, I wasn't going to say I was only fight high. There's also other forms that you're allowed to be legally in Colorado. Plus, I have a medical condition. Raf, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I have two issues, but I'll address the first one. Did you know our good friend Karen Bryant was do working like the dog show? She was working West, the Westminster dog show? Mm-hmm. She was a host for it. What? Like how? a broadcaster for it. Oh, oh my Fox God. First time out. I just, yes. you know, she always does a good job and we're pretty vocal supporters of hers. I would like yes. to pledge my undying allegiance. This woman hosts shows about MMA now you're telling me she has parlayed that into some dog coverage? Yes. Now Fuck you off. have to understand where I started Fuck to think. Off. Where does this intersect with Kevin? Well, wait no further, people. I'm thinking Kevin's missing his true calling, which is to be the host of the alternative dog show. Now, what's the alternative <laughs> dog show? Well, it's not the real dog show. It's not the like Westminster dog show because he would be laughed out of there. <laughs> I, I don't have the suit or the facial hair sharpness oh, for that. No. And you don't have the seriousness to stay in that mode. Or the you calorie would... intake. <laughs> <laughs> but but have an alternative dog show, or as my wife likes to say, she's like the one where everybody gets high and then plays with puppies. And I was like, Kevin First of would all, be the best host for that. We would kill that collectively because I'm going to need mm-hmm. someone that's not high paying attention. And I think you're my man, Rav. I don't know how I do with stoners. I'd like to think but that dogs, we're the same demo. You're great in the dogs category. And frankly, I think you and I would come up with a lot of exercise. The alternative dog show is something that's been in my head in a different name. I like that name a lot. So it's always like, where are the mutts? Where's the greatest humping category? Where's the like <laughs> the, the, the most dog park pheromones? Like, the is there a fetch category? Where are we oh, at? God be great a fetch category we have mma awards we can have an alternative dog show featuring mutts i think 100 i think we could support both we're coming to cbs we're gonna pitch this and right, it's so gonna get up. rejected by nbc but i think cbs <laughs> might be interested oh yeah cbs is really into the alternative we're gonna get, we're gonna get to the fights stuff. all right now here's the second thing i was bringing up okay oh, okay so this is the second part of something. And I was like, Kev, there are two things that are making me mad. Number one, that. Number two, I don't know why you need to insist that Derek Lewis needs to go into a submission game when the man just wants to punch people. I want to be super clear. Doesn't need to. Like that he chooses it. He makes that conscious. You know the part of the fight I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a nice little teaser for you all, what we call in the business. Yeah. Uh, or what Raph calls in the business told me about it's, the alternative dog business that we run <laughs> theoretically. Just uh, do you want your mutt looking its best? Come to <laughs> we want groom it. We're just going to spray them with the hose. Dot com. <laughs> uh, the, 
to he sell in tickets by the second. He doesn't need to, but there was a scene when Travis stuck his neck out because he wouldn't get punched anymore. And I said to Victoria, I was like, nope, it's not going to matter. He will choose not to try and attack that because he is 280 pounds. He can squeeze his head off. Uh, not interested. Just going to keep swinging away. Loved it. So, okay. So that's good. And you have to understand, though, Kev, if you're the more jujitsu guy between the two, which is, I guess, being very generous, to his credit, he was using those kind of underhooks when he was trying to get Great back up yeah. to keep himself safe. And that is what we advocate that for. I would call so, him safe during the grappling exchanges. <laughs> so when he was getting up, he was like, I'm probably going to take some shots, but if I get underneath and get this underhook, I stand a better chance of getting to my feet. And boy, did he. But the thing about this was that made me really angry was it looked like he was making visual eye contact anytime he got punched really badly with uh, Yamasaki and was like, you can end this, dude. We're, we're good. And that was no less than 12 times. Except in- he did the whole worst set thing. Well, I want to I want to put a tease here because I think we've yeah. talked about this in the perfect way. We're going to finish our thoughts on UFC. But first, I want to talk about you getting the song Confidence Stuck in My Head by Demi Lovato. Sure. You might have released a pretty... Well, what's wrong with it, Kev? What's <laughs> wrong with being confident? There is nothing wrong with being confident. There's a problem with singing it at your work when you're 25 years younger. than It doesn't matter. <laughs> you <laughs> posted it. A little meme just talked... Featuring her, she's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. She studies the ground arts, or what Derek Brunson would call some of the things he used to knock Travis Brown out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Derek Lewis, not Brunson. I keep wanting to do that because he just has such a yeah, strong persona. It. It's like Brunson's the strongest name I've ever heard, and I want to add that. It's Derek Lewis. Uh, so Demi Lovato does, in fact, have better takedowns than than both Raph and myself, and you posted it's official. Demi Lovato's better with the what's wrong with being confident. Plenty's in your take in your takedowns, wildly shared. Tom DeBlast threw it out. The big teddy bear of jiu-jitsu. Oh yeah, Tom DeBlast. We we totally thank you so much for sharing it. Thank Tom you. Tom sent me a note and by the for way. all that you do. Yeah, and I'm not interested in his nice bullshit. I yeah. I can see it a mile away. I know where he's coming from. I've met people like that before. Yeah, I'm going to teach all these people jujitsu. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to foster a culture of supportive jujitsu fighting. And then he's going to turn on you. Everybody wait. Everyone thinks he's this nice. Oh, he's hard to understand because of his deep gravelly voice. And I like that. It reminds me of, you know, Seinfeld in a great way. I don't buy it. I think we're coming up with something big. No, no, no. He wakes up every morning mumbling some sort of spiritual jujitsu Oprah nonsense of being like, when the sun (laughs) rises in the morning, you know, you're going to have a good day, you guys. Get on out there and beasted. Tom to blast. Jiu-Jitsu Oprah. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, it got shared, and yes, he did a great job. Thank you, you get an arm bar. Yep. You get an arm, <laughs> arm bar. <laughs> Everybody gets an arm bar. So uh, Tom shared it, but I think the, the bulk of it is thank Super you, funny. ADCC. You shared it as well. We're very appreciative of those things. It's now gone viral, and I'm proud to say it has been uh, viewed more than 100,000 times. So thank you to everybody who has shared that. Now, Coming along with something that is so popular, as we discover on the show all the time, guys. Our idiots. <laughs> not is that you our get faithful <laughs> social media fun. Let's not call them idiots, Kev. That just would be rude. We have some people who like to 
use the opportunity to see a meme. To be fair, I think I'm an idiot. Sometimes they want to participate. Sometimes they want to add a joke, and that's perfectly fine. That works. Um, But here's where it gets a little obvious. So the meme that we put up was Demi Lovato uh, doing a takedown on a black belt. And it says, well, it's official. Demi Lovato has better takedowns than me. They're drilling, kind of. Yep. This is one of the first comments that happens. It says, you must have terrible takedowns if (laughs) that is better than yours. Rushed in head down and didn't even grab the knees. Shaking my head, crying, (laughs) laughing. First of all, great breakdown. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. And I love the fact that this person really wants to make sure like they're not quite sure how to approach the construction of this joke. So the shaking my head is like, see, I get it. I can do jokes, too. But then like the laughing, crying emoji is like, huh? Yeah, that's the joke. The joke is pretty blatantly obvious. I don't have great takedowns. And I saw Demi Lovato get a takedown. (laughs) Now, again, now that we've explained an aggressive takedown, I just want to be super clear. And yet, is it the best thing in the world? I mean, hey, you know what the nice part about it is? She's a white belt attempting takedowns. One of our friends put up a status update uh, or a response to it that said, listen, if Demi Lovato doesn't pull guard, neither should you. And I think (laughs) that is good, especially when people post a lot of those open guard memes that are just crack me up. So here's. One, you've no. got that. Then another person, two seconds later, says, "Okay, someone, please get her a real partner to roll with." <laughs> shaking my head, now, everybody's shaking their fucking head when they're bitching about this meme. That's the best. I want to take this one because that's yeah, what I was ahead. referring to with with idiots as an affectionate term for the people that post <laughs> comments like this. Number one, uh, have you ever rolled with your instructor? Yeah, they've done that for you. Just a big heads up. The fact that you're not murdered and in a body bag every time you've rolled with them for the last 10 years. I saw Jubera pull an arm bar. I don't even want to talk about it. Like, the way they let things go, it's ridiculous. So, uh, he was highlighting his students' growth. <laughs> Maybe don't shit on him and her for that. Two, I don't think you've produced a music video that has over 183 million views. And until you do, sir, I'm going to compliment her takedowns. Oh, there was a great one of those. I'm going to pull it up from Tom DeBlasis. But we're going to go a little bit uh, deeper into that comment because somebody said, I'm sure he's real. Black belts don't even go close to 100% when rolling with white belts. He did it for the video, obviously. And that person's response was, I was thinking more like a tournament idiot, but your comment was real smart. Congrats. And then the like, kind of like, you know, okay emoji, which first of all, rude. Second of all. (laughs) What the fuck is the point? Yeah, we want Demi Lovato to go run a tournament. That'd be great. But you know what? Her insurance costs more than all of jiu-jitsu combined. She's not going to compete in jiu-jitsu? No. Do you know how much those vocal cords are worth? Jesus. I don't even know how to explain it. I just like the fact... And this is where I think we should interject. I haven't seen Ashton out there, have you, either. (laughs) But this is where we need to bring up the most important aspect of this whole conversation. And it's pretty simple, guys. With comments like this, don't ever ask why our sport isn't bigger. Because we get a popular person who's in front of the world saying how much she enjoys doing jiu-jitsu, posts a video of her enjoying the sport, working on it, maybe becoming more confident in her abilities (laughs) to take people down. And you get assholes who are going to respond as such. There is one person 
who put this, and this goes to Kevin's point, who said, I'd like to see anyone hating on her sing Cool for the Summer in front of 90,000 people. <laughs> LOL. That's her day job, and she sings better than the haters will ever be at jiu-jitsu. And Kev, you know what I have to say to that response? What do you have to say to that response? Cue it up perfectly. Uh, uh, cue me again. What do I have to say to that response, Kevin? What do you have to say to that response? Okay, so here's what the important takeaway from that is. I really want to cue that. To, uh, it's, it's not just da 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 da. I think that anytime we make a great point on this show uh, for the duration, I just want to hear. <laughs> that should be music. <laughs> I think that's the fucking funniest. Ad lib noise. I'll talk, to her, I'll talk to her agent about the rights. We make a <laughs> lot of good points. I'm going to need yes, to use it like 14 times a season. I don't know. What do we have? We have we clipped the seasons. I frankly, Raph, I'm going to use a cheerleading metaphor. Go for it. A lot of people think they're the top of the pyramid, and I I get it. We all feel that way. Right now, we're the bottom of the pyramid, and you know who's on top. Demi fucking Lovato. So shut up and encourage it. It'd be like, look how awesome she is. What a badass. Learning jujitsu. Everybody fuck off. No one's going to be storming that stage uninvited. There's a lot to go off of here. Boom. Yeah, I feel like it's our party button for (laughs) (laughs) Entertainment 720. This is when you guys really understand that we don't have a sound mixer board or anything like that. Literally just pulled up on my phone on YouTube. Anyway, um, I have to say, compliments like this when people say, she trains really hard. I got to say I'm impressed. She loves training. One fucking like. You could do better than that. She does. She seems to enjoy it. Let's not fucking shit on her parade. How many times do you see a white belt that then you criticize? You're like, hey, (laughs) good takedown attempt. Too bad you didn't put your knee down. Keep your head up. Go ahead and drive. Do any of that bullshit. Circle to the left. Make sure that you secure the two points or however many fucking points you get. I'm just so mad I forgot how much points we get. <laughs> I also, Rav, the other night I was rolling with the new white belt. I wish I had stopped and been like, I'm controlling you. Imagine what a black belt would do. You piece yeah. of shit. Smacked him oh, and was oh, like, ow. get out of here. Find a new hobby. <laughs> oh, Kevin, that, that seemed very unnecessary and it was... Like you were, would you say that you were having a good time? I'd say I was having a great time. I was having nothing but fun. This kind of good time? Oh, that would make it better. I'm going to talk about getting Demi Lovato on the PlayStation for, on the playlist for Thursday. (sighs) I enjoy this because uh, people were like, whoever posted this has some horrible takedowns. Yes. Duh. That's the whole point. Both Uh, of us do. Fuck off. Don't rub it in. By the way, she did look fact. more spry <laughs> than I have felt in four <laughs> years. When you see it, though, do you have an issue with it being staged? Like when somebody shows staged. a new technique or anything like that, do you go staged? No. <laughs> when I see Keenan explain to me the worm guard with ease because his training partner isn't telling his hand to fuck off. It's exactly how I respond. I type in the comments. Be more realistic, dickhead. And he knows what I mean. I do want to single out one person who had the best uh, comedic response in return that I don't think got enough love. And I'm actually going to like this one right now. It was uh, her takedowns are stone cold, which, by the way, is another Demi Lovato song. (laughs) 
So I'm told because I had to go look it up. I was like, I think it's a song. Sounds Is that like what the kids are calling them these days? Culture so I went we to go are. look for it. And there we go. So Evan Keogh, the, there is that. But somebody Evan brought Keogh. up one other great thing, which was this. And I really, really am proud of this. Somebody said that Demi Lovato uh, suffers, I think, from uh, depression. And so we know the collective benefits of doing jiu-jitsu. So if she is using this to channel that, I think it is uh, a good use. And so she seemed really happy as she's doing it. And anybody who's really, you know, ventured those kind of waters knows that this could be a very beneficial thing. I can't say that that's 100% true. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe we're speculating. But um, that is one of the components that I think we as practitioners know to be true. So Get to hang out uh, with other depressed people. Exactly. Everybody just shows up. (laughs) There's at least five of us in every class just as a – Really, you're really ruining this next drop in. So I massive just, heads up. Okay, on, hold on. Lift it up. Say something nice. Jujitsu will absolutely resurrect you from that and potentially launch you into pop culture stardom. I mean, <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this we're done with that bit for now. Uh, well, perfect. Because Raph, I actually need to put you on hold for a second. Oh, what's that? I uh, you. I mean, you know, I can't have you both on. Ah, shit. Fine. Fine. He's fine. calling. I, I have to do the. All right. Cutting Raph off. Verbal tap fans. Before we get to tonight's UFC fights, we're going to talk about someone who owned. Owned. And just owned Hendrick's ass. Here now. Welterweight champion. Number one in your hearts. Number one in the podcast. Number one in the world. Number one in dinosaur reality shows. Made after dinosaurs, the Canadian finest. Georgia St. Pierre, GSP, how you doing, sir? Ole, 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 GSP is back. Yeah, you are. You signed a contract with the UFC, you SOB, you muckety muck. Are you here to fight, or is this like a... uh, Remember when they signed Hughes to the the head of VP research or something? Please tell me you're fighting. I'm very much fighting. Uh, Kevin, I have to say I'm very uh, mad at your opening statement. Uh, Which one? The one where you just said I was a Canadian superstar. Oh, Are you not forgetting something, Merci Vecu? Also... Uh, also a number one all-time French Canadian. Oh, that's right. Legend. Well, you know the French don't consider Canada. Mm. Never mind. French Canadian as well. GSP. Go on. New Orleans loves you. I've heard that, and uh, I know you're big in Quebec, the Saskatchewans. You're number ones. What's going on? Who are you fighting? Are you ready? Listen, number one, all-time GSP does not take questions anymore. Now I will ask you the questions. Uh-oh. I have come here for a very important thing, Kevin Phillips, which is this. Who should GSP fight? Yeah, see, I don't even remotely know. <laughs> I'm really nervous to answer that question. You call yourself a host of uh, MMA chat show? Yes, no? Okay, I'll throw a name at you. Carlos Condit. Oh, no. Carlos Condit. I have done that. Been there and done that. Girlfriend. Okay, so are you not wanting to fight any of your sloppy seconds because you fought like 50% of the whole division? No, they are going to line up some new rookies for me to fight. Oh, of course. I don't know who I'm going to fight. I'm I'm coming here. I'm asking you. Would you like to see me versus uh, Michael Bisping? Kind of. 
I'm interested. I think you could win that fight. I'll say that. Would you All fight right. him at 185? No, I would fight him at imaginary GSP weight. Perfect. <laughs> so 170 dinger. It's an interesting number they have I in Canada. I would show up on a scale, and then I would wink at camera, and I would say, GSP knows. <laughs> and people are like, he's good. USADA approves this. Blessings. Oh, that is another reason why I'm back. They have made so many different changes with uh, the uh, the USADAs. I love the USADAs. You, They're so good. The well, I'm a little disappointed because I was expecting uh, the Boneyard Season 2. But I'm prepared for whatever comes next. I also think, you know, there's a little bit of unfinished business between you and Anderson Silva. What an interesting super fight. Uh, funny you should mention that. That was my next question to you. See, I am uh, raising all the important thoughts, uh, even if you do not know that I am doing that. Would you like to see me versus Anderson Silva? I want to be super clear. I'd like to see you versus a wall. I would like to see you versus an iPad. I would absolutely like to see you versus Anderson Silva. Yes is the answer. Uh, you can see me versus an iPad at your local Best Buy. I spend many a time at the Geek Squad. I am like, yes, no, this work? Oh, well, take it back then. GSP does not want it. That would be awesome. I bought Photoshop. I put the photos in. It doesn't do anything. It's ridiculous. GSP's trying to, he's trying to get some help here, but the tech world's not interested. You are an invaluable part of this podcast. We're glad you're back. How long do you think you're back for? Uh, GSP will be around until he gets bored enough to go to Bellator. So, Perfect. okay, you know, it could be two could months. Be it could be a year. two weeks. It could be a year. Could be, and when I am 49 years old, it, it is very hard to tell at this moment. Well, I like that you're Tom Bradying your way back. I think you're the man to do it. I think a break was great, and I can't wait to see uh, how the Danaher squad has helped you. That's a hint that I want to see you doing some knee bar attacks. I want to see some heel hooks. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. It's very hard to say. GSP does not give away his number one secrets, but I will tell you, I am better than Gary Tomlin. Yes, no? Oh, yes, absolutely. That asshat amateur. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. All You're... of GSP's entourage right now is nodding in approval. Oh. I will let you know that. Perfect. I assume that's just like uh, the Canadian version of the village people. They're still no. It is there. a it is a harem of women. They just look at and they, they serve GSP in every one of his needs. It's good. Idea. I am like new prince. Good I have uh, different ones. In fact, I have inherited <laughs> all of Prince's former girlfriends. I have Vanity, Apollonia, uh, Diamond, but I could not secure Pearl. It was very sad. She that, wanted too much Pearl. That is sad. Well. Verbal Tap fans, the one, the only. Former welterweight, about to be welterweight, middleweight. Who gives a shit? Champion of the whatevers. George's St. Pierre. And if I gave you a diamond, then, well, not legally allowed to say pearl, but that one. Okay, goodbye, everybody. GSP, number one in your hearts forever and ever. Goodbye. Number one in our hearts, number one in our ratings. George's St. Pierre, back officially, signing a contract with the UFC, putting the Reebok differences aside, being a bigger man, displaying what Justin Trudeau calls leadership. I would like to thank GSP. I'm going to bring Raf back on, which is a huge bummer. I know, but you know, we have to make certain sacrifices. It's a two man show. So we just have to scroll past it. I'm going to soundboard Raf back in Raf. GSP's fired up. He's making less sense than ever. And I'm excited that he's back. 
Uh, well, thank you. Good build back to me, by the way. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to see what they have in store for him. They keep mentioning all these people. Bisping, eh, womp womp, don't worry. What? Where uh, are they fighting at? Is it? I guess it's just like one eighty something. Well, they said that he might stay there might be like a super fight with Bisping. then there's even talk that he might go down to 155 so gsp's just at some (laughs) ridiculous non-existing weight where they can just plug him in so like gsp will hit the scale and they're just gonna be like yeah you're gsp you're good (laughs) you you've made gsp weight nicely done absolutely and uh pretty early though this does make the division more interesting give someone young and not quite good enough early. Let him have some fun and then uh, throw him in the mix. But I'm 10% skeptical. Just 10% nervous. Really? Yeah. For what? Fighters don't get better with age. Not terribly mm-hmm. much like Well, wine. Joe Rogan is saying that he is better. He has inside intel that shows us all, eventually, that GSP is better than where he left off. We'll look at you being king of the accidental segues. Joe Rogan also called 39-year-old Hector Lombard one of the best athletes in the UFC today. <laughs> that does it. Just uh, bites the tension. It's so helpful. Uh, UFC fight night, Sunday, February 19th, was tonight. Yes. We've already alluded to it. You saw Derek Lewis's post-fight interview? I think that's all I needed to see because uh, it was good. Mentioned sex. Well, yeah, as he does. Calls Brown out on some manliness and some past transgression. I saw one person put it as simply as saying he went full Clubber Lang. Now, children, if you don't know who Clubber Lang is, go watch Rocky Three. First of all, Ask your family why they let you down in life. Yeah, and didn't figure that, that out. Figure out who's responsible for not educating you. Then number two, watch the scene specifically in Rocky Three where they say, "Whatever, old man. Shut up, old man. I don't care. I ain't here to see you. You're jibber jabber. Shut up, old man." Which is one of the best uh, scenes, and it explains so much about the fight world. And then number two, <laughs> watch the interview with <laughs> Derek right after this fight because. Uh, he goes full in on him, and it is interesting to see that normally you get the respect angle of like, oh, I just said those things to build up that fight. Not the case here. Definitely still is talking shit about a person who he beat up so badly that he did not seem to move for about a good five minutes after the fight. He was able to stand up for uh, the official announcement, so that was good. But Kev, you were talking about... You were talking about the fact of Joe Rogan. I think we need to address this before we address the fights because it was so blatantly obvious what was happening. And kudos to to Derek. Uh, and Kevin was saying this as well, that maybe we could, should just start calling him the Beast. I It's 2017. <laughs> they just it's, – uh, everybody kind of bites it a little bit. A little bit. Just we don't a little need to do bit. that. So anyway, so there's that. But if you look at this – what was the thing that stuck out most about this particular UFC fight night? And I would have to say it is the newly acquired Todd Grisham who was holding down commentary alongside with Brian Stan. Kevin, please give me your thoughts about him. Uh, he needs to chill, number one. This, your, your voice is not going to make it for us. 
So I was not terribly as into the... Uh, it felt like he was really turning up the announcer voice. Like, and the puck goes up to Skaneshawash. Skaneshawash sits back, and it sort of had that hockey pace to it. MMA is a little slower. Tends to be a little more conversational. I thought Stan kept it conversational. I did not... For a first time, you know, not bad. You're calling a new set of fights. It's a little different, but... MMA in general, especially those heavyweights, just breathe for a minute, man. Fucking chill. They're not going to punch for another 20 seconds. They don't have the energy <laughs> to defend the takedown, and they've gone to the ground once, which is one more than they've been rehearsing. So didn't love it as no. a uh, general. No. Just didn't find him very... <sighs> Has he done MMA in general? Has he done some undercards and some, some <sighs> local regional stuff? Because I think people forget that's where a lot of these guys cut their teeth. So they got used to doing it on a local circuit. Well, he was practicing with Dominic Cruz before he got this. But many of you will know him from ESPN. But a select few of you who are the really educated folks will know him from WWE. He was a commentator for that. If that wasn't apparent tonight, I don't know what else is. I like the two. I think there are very few people who can do both. Jim Ross is obviously a legend. I feel like he can kind of do that that world. Josh Barnett also happens to be fairly good at doing both. Um, there are certain people who can understand what each of those worlds need. Todd Grisham tonight was trying to play the role of the broadcaster. And I do sympathize with this one thing, which is taking over is a very difficult job to do. Now, he had a great interview with Jonathan Snowden. Or what was that his full name? Well, was it Jonathan Snowden? Uh oh, let's double check this one real quick to make sure. Yep, Jonathan Snowden, combat Edwards sports cousin. writer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure. I don't want to have any leaks come through any of this. But he apparently uh, detailed his whole process. And when he was on the WWE, he was fine. He was like a you know poor man's Michael Cole, which is not great. But. Um, he talked about his experience of going from working from Vince, who mostly just wanted him to entertain people, and I think that's a valuable skill. But when you're yelling out in the middle of a fight, get out of there, Travis! I don't know that you need to take on that kind of bias like reporting. Like, we're not necessarily rooting for one of the other people. So it makes it a little weird. So, yeah, I saw a lot of hate on the internet, and you're right, he was not good tonight. It was his first time, so we should probably keep that in mind. But, Kevin, what are some things that you could make for suggestions? Because we're more of a constructive criticism podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than some other shows who might just say sucks because you already know that's going to happen. He jumped on some good things, which was explaining what the fighters had told him before the fight, which is really helpful because MMA is still so limited journalistically. They are so shut off to the press comparatively right and i get it they don't pay as much as say kevin durant does to tolerate questions so it becomes a different thing he had a lot of good insight he was flinging it at us 100 miles an hour flinging at us at 50 miles per hour and you know we don't necessarily need to hear as you have articulated uh although i didn't hate the like he's got to get out of there, but it was like, Travis, get out of there. I was like, why is he talking to them? Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you are cage side. You might want to, you might not want to be screwed. Travis, get out of there, but just sort of, uh, he's got to get out of there. Just kind of keep it even keeled. Cause I don't know. I, I I don't even mind emotion. I just uh, thought exactly. Stay a smidge more binary about what was happening. A little less about like what their mind is saying. 
Well, because think about it, though. His job is to walk us through the process. Yeah. And if the, you know, if the tour guide at Universal Studios starts being like, oh, shit, there's a fire. Duck around this corner. Duck around this corner. (laughs) You might get a little weirded out on the tram ride. There was another moment, too, where, and again, constructive, so we're going to put this out there. There was a moment when he was talking about uh, Johnny Hendricks. And he said that, you know, Johnny Hendricks makes this whole thing. And he goes, man, I just want to say thank you, guys. And God, I'm so excited. And God is good. And I just want to say thank you, Canada. That was great. And in my brain, I was thinking he's just happy because he gets to eat tonight. But that's a joke I say on the inside and then share with you all on Twitter, not on a broadcast. He then says after that speech and they cut back to him, he goes, and look at Johnny Hendricks using uh, some cheap pops. To get over with uh, the crowd here and you're like, no, (laughs) that's so mean because I like the idea that he's saying it's a cheap pop, which is something that you refer to in pro wrestling, which means, you know, you're saying I love to be here in New York. The audience goes crazy. Well, you know. Yeah. And he he seemed to think fights should get called a lot. Like he uh, when Travis got hit because he's like, and that's over. Hold on. And it's over. And it was just like, breathe. It's not quite over yet. Okay, well, that's an interesting thing that you bring up here because in that interview with Edward Snowden, <laughs> famous, uh, leaker famous leaker secrets. Of there was some food recipe. He was a chef in New York. I don't remember, but so he makes a good case where he says he's not replacing Goldberg, at least from his perspective. He's replacing Anik, who's getting called on to I think do more pay per view. Uh, kind of stuff. And I can maybe agree with that. But yeah, he's taking over and it seems consequentially that, you know, Goldberg out him in. But this is an interesting thing that he said. He says, to me, the blow by blow announcer has to be there for that magic moment, that holy shit moment. That's when people notice if you're good or not. If someone gets knocked out cold, like to the frozen tundra, you say a head kit knockout. You have to show up for that. That doesn't cut it. At least for me, that's where you shine. And he says, you know, if I feel a finish coming, I'm going to lay out and let you do your thing is what uh, Brian Stan told me. And in the wrestling business, they call it getting your shit in. Brian's going to get his shit in, his people elbow, which is breaking down the complex action. That's where he does well. And he's going to let me call the finish, which hypothetically I do well. So I uh, Brian uh, was trying to bring on they were having trouble connecting too. you could tell. And does he uh does he grapple? Does he participate? At times it felt like he was giving commentary like he does. At times it felt like he doesn't. <laughs> I think what happened was there was a great moment that you and I were talking about. <laughs> where <laughs> We laughed a lot about this, but there's a great moment where I think they're talking about using energy and being uh, smart about how you expand your energy and, and whatnot. And he's just like, I think this is something I sent to you where – you just saw a hard no coming from Brian Stan. And he's just like, he goes, well, you can tell he saved their energy for the third round, Brian Stan. No. No, you dork. Nobody just saves their energy to be like, I'm powering up to be better in this round because I sucked the last two. So it was a it was a strange moment. It's nothing too different from what we saw with Goldie and Joe, where sometimes Joe would no sell things. But I would say this: if I'm really looking at him, I and he is truly a broadcaster at heart. He's gonna go home. He's that. gonna watch. Still a professional. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he takes his job seriously. I think he wants to do a good job. I think he will go home and I hope he will take notes and make adjustments. And I think, you know, obviously not the best showing for the first time, but who really has the best showing the first time? So uh, to Todd, we wish you luck. Do I wish it was somebody else in there? Yeah, you know, but if you're going to be there, make the most of it. And hopefully, you know, don't suck too bad. I guess that's my my feedback. Don't suck too hard. And yeah, just uh, be on the same page, the two of them. He kind of did sound like a WWE. Sort of just had that. Uh, it's down the front, like just calling every <laughs> and the fist is up. He's going. He mentioned that he wanted to stay in the third gear. He was going to play the third gear until he got there. It's like uh, Hector Lombard could barely stand by the third round. <laughs> just as a heads up. He didn't save shit. He lost it all in round two at the end. Uh, that's what that looks like. It's a tired person. It's not quite as crisp. <laughs> And not, I will say this, three rounds in a UFC 185 fight. There are a lot of really gifted athletes in the UFC that can do that. Yeah. Uh, Hector Lombard is no longer one of them. He struggles. No. Well, but, no. you know, I thought uh, I enjoyed Joe Rogan's Jimmy Fallon-esque hypes of each of these. So amazing. Just the best I've ever heard. Can't imagine anyone being cooler to talk to right now. Talk to somebody fight. Hendricks wins via... Chunky decision. Came in at 185. Did you see Lombard came up at 182? I did. Okay. Just uh, interesting. Well. <laughs> Good fight. Kind of a fun fight. Also a sloppy fight. Can we be fight. fair, sloppy. though, Kevin? If I know that you're someone who's missed weight a few times, I think I'd come in just for funsies at whatever weight I felt like, too. That would be awesome if it was collectively, mm-hmm. like you guys are fighting. At, <laughs> uh, you're fighting at 370. So as long as you're 185 and he's 185, you're good. But if he's 186, you have to be 184. You know, maybe he thought he'd spot him three pounds. That's classy of Lombard. It's the biggest loser version of uh, the oh, UFC. They like cheer each other on. Else. They're like, "Oh God, you did it! You made it! I didn't think you would." Now we have a fight. We're gonna get paid. Now Derek Lewis is fighting a fifty-pound person. <laughs> that was just like a three-fifty limit. That'd be awesome. I like that. <sighs> I, I watched that fight. It was good. A lot mm-hmm. of back and forth. A uh, lot of you know, sort of slow-moving strikes. No one definitively did, but I thought Hendricks won the fight. Yeah. Cecilia got beat up by Gavin Tucker. How fun is Gavin Tucker to watch? And side note, how sad is it for Jazz to lose him? <laughs> I think it's uh, it's fun to see him. I think he, he had a lot of spunk. Uh, you know, he seemed to really be playing up to the crowd a little bit. He just really enjoyed being there. And that can sometimes be contagious. Some people might call that showboating or boring or trying to be, you know, uh, somebody else in that division, Caleb. But there are definitely people who I think look at that kid and hopefully see that, you know, he's got some talent. I think he could be very good in that division. Uh, He had a good showing and I'm intrigued to see what he does next. But I I thought he won us over with just how happy he was to be there. And he put on a good show for his hometown. So good on him on that. And some serious striking. (laughs) Just some. That guy's got uh, some talent. You'll have to talk to us about the rest of the fights because I'll make some comments. Derek Lewis is a beast. Okay. Travis Brown, I don't know if Derek Lewis just had to shit or not. He, that's what he uh, said. That's why he okay. said his stomach hurt. Looked like he got kicked a few times. Okay, boo-boo. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> He's been having too much sex. He's so tired. He's so tired. Who can interview when you're that tired? <laughs> what a I, great moment. Derek Lewis is a terrifying guy. He I is. I think if you get him to a third round, you're fine. But good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the romance novel model. Elias uh, Theodoro, yeah. who uh, who beautiful. looked pretty good. Uh, however, he did say something that was a little crazy, Kev. What did he say? Well, it's a little nervous uh, for us in this sense, where he said that somebody on Twitter said, I think if he won that fight, uh, they would have to get a tattoo of his beautiful face and hair on their person. <laughs> so... He then said, he's like, he's dedicated his whole post Twitter speech to that. And I wanted to clear the air for us. So I tweeted directly at him on our behalf, Kevin. Uh, from here on out, consider us Twitter scurred. We will only stick to jokes about your beautiful hair, not unnecessary bets. <laughs> I feel that's fair. I feel that is something that is important. I'm happy um, to only talk about his hair from here on out. <laughs> uh, pot committed. I'm in. Couldn't agree absolutely. more. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty okay fight. Um, let's talk about Sarah McBann getting the submission of the podcast, Kevin. Oh, yeah. I have, oh, she got an arm triangle? Yes, Strong she did. wrestler with great skill. I'm not surprised. And, Kev, it did not look difficult for her to get. Jeez, she was please. dominant. It happened within about a minute 14 in the Good fight. It was impressive. I, if, if I see that clip uh, go up, I'll throw it up for you guys. Um, Paul Felder had a TKO. Pretty cool to see. Um, I think there might have been some unnecessary uh, moment where the – I think the ref could have stopped things and not stopped things th during the evening a couple times. But there were some people who were saying, you know, hey, there was a kick by – I think it was Thiago Santos. And they go, eh. Yeah, maybe that guy wasn't fully out, and I don't really care. It was a great-looking kick, and I was pretty much done with the fight when I saw that kick. Uh, in other news, there were some decisions that people don't know how they feel about. Uh, Rana Marcos defeating Carla Esparza, and some people saying, how did that happen? I might be one of them, because uh, there was Esparza. kind of an illegal kneel. Yeah, it was a little rough, Kev. You know, I, I love the, the brethren, but... Um, she just – I don't know what happened. Like she was going for a submission finish and it looked – she was going for a, a head and arm triangle and she didn't quite finish it. So it kind of looked like maybe – I don't know, depending on how you viewed the strikes, but it looked like she could have been getting that second round. Third round, it looked like hers as well. But yet there was definitely somebody uh, who helped tip the scales, made it a split decision win for random Marcos. And uh, people are wondering if there was an illegal knee that may have swayed the judges or something to that effect. We'd love to hear what you guys thought about it. But there was that. There was also some people who said that maybe Zahabi didn't deserve to win. I really didn't care one way or another. So there's that. And that's really all that's fit to print about uh, the main card for the UFC fight night. And I will tell you guys, it is an interesting moment just for some small notes to see uh, Sam Celia's corner. Basically tell him, stop being a bitch, essentially. <laughs> great, great advice. They said it a little better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our arm triangle was good. Uh, you know, 
I think other than that, the only big note I wanted to bring up was this. At one point, I think Todd Grisham mentioned the fact that one of the UFC fighters was a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I put this out there because I think it's important to note. If I'm a blue belt fighting in the UFC, you don't need to mention that. We good. <laughs> I I agree. Also, what, just shut the fuck up about my belt rights. Like, practices jiu-jitsu. Or, you know what, wait till, I mean, even when they say purple, at least when they say purple, though, Kev, I go, okay. When they say blue belt, I go, not that there's anything wrong with that, guys, but I obviously got to the UFC on being more than just a purple belt. Can we maybe make (laughs) reference to that? Especially when we're standing up and striking. Like, there's some dead time, and guess who basically was the person to bring up that fact, Kevin? If I were to just give you one guess. Brian Stan? Definitely wasn't him. Take one more guess. Uh, Jesse Saxon? <laughs> no, listen. You know who it was. was it Just you? say his name. No, it wasn't me. Say the person who was on the broadcast team who brought up that fact. Uh, oh, I already forgot his name. Ouch. How do you, how do you forget his name? I never There's knew two it people. Prior. It Kev, wasn't Brian Stan. Who was the other one? It's Brian Stan and... I'll have to Google it. I'm sorry. Todd Grisham, and you ruined this fucking... You don't get that. I get that. Why is it on me to say Todd Grisham's name? Because (laughs) he learned his name. He's part of the fucking package now. We don't have a choice. We shouldn't record on days I work. Told you that. Oh, oh, yeah. You didn't have enough time for this. They didn't just pepper him in beforehand. (laughs) Uh, He's forgettable. I'm just going to say it out loud. It wasn't good. Listen, I'm doing this one more time just to make me happy. That's how mad I got. I had to play that fucking sound clip twice. Anyway, Kev, let's discuss our thoughts on a canceled fight. And let's also discuss this very scary fact. Not only have the Russians infiltrated our elections, but they are now attacking our most sacred institution. It's unbelievable. The quote unquote second biggest MMA organization. That's not the UFC. Yeah. Fedor. His opponent, Matt Mitrioni, they were supposed to fight Saturday on Bellator or something, pulls out because of illness. And mm-hmm. as you have astutely pointed out and mm-hmm. made famous via meme, this is bullshit. Another Russian election hacking, and I won't stand for it, Rav. I was upset the first <laughs> time. Do. I'm upset now. Um, do you know what he came down with, Kev? A case of the eye opened my mail. How dare you? He came down with a case of passing a kidney stone. I'm sure that's what the form said. Kevin, there's nothing worse than having to pass a kidney stone, and it sucks, and I feel really bad, and it just... No, no, soundboard, shut up. That wasn't necessary there. (laughs) Not now. You're not Not welcome. Not during a kidney stone. (laughs) I know we needed to pick me up from that moment. You do not represent kidney stone. I'm sorry. I'm just... (laughs) Nobody nobody ever in their life has ever been like, kidney stone. (laughs) No. Anyway, so that's why that fight got canceled, and bummer tough do you care about any of the other part of the card no okay could i definitely saw some other people were fighting i don't know <laughs> sorry i was gonna watch but then it was like uh well maybe i can't make it so we need to have a, a talk about bellator though do we need to like sit them down and have a moment with them be like i know one 
massive event is cool, but you need a second event. Like somebody's yeah. doing that. Put Caveman back on the show. Just saying. Well, they had a Patrick E. Fieri, or I believe it's Pitbull, uh, Elos Pitbull. Uh, he defeated Josh Thompson by a KO punch, which was impressive, and they became the new main event, so congrats to them. Czech Congo got a decision over Oli Thompson, and lower on the card, Josh Koscheck got TKO'd in the first round. So there is your update on Bellator 172, and you didn't really miss much. So, you know, you're good. Hey, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. Uh, let's move into some shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Do you have some final notes before we shout it out? Um, well, let's start with a big shout out to our good friend, Rafael Lovato Jr. Oh, also joining the Bellator. That fight I'm going to be watching. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. A, big, that's, a, good that's a smart one, you guys, to put him on that card. Yeah. Uh, however, I have to say he's going to be on the preliminary card on Spike.com. So keep what? an eye out for that one. Yeah, I know. Come on, guys. You're, let's, let's put Lovato <laughs> where he belongs, and that would be on television. So that's going to be on March 3rd, 2017. Keep an eye out for it. We are very stoked for him. But um, it was kind of weird because I sent a note to Lovato being like, yo, dude, how does it feel to be the second most famous Lovato doing jujitsu this week? And he was not pleased with that, I assume. Well, I felt bad uh, because, you know, I didn't really want to put it on him. I thought it was a little mean. But uh, this was his response. There's that he gets it. I mean, listen, guys, you can get tired of that. I won't. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Future generations will look back at the show and know that we were right. Um, so anyway, let's start with him. Let's start with everybody at Valley Martial Arts Center. VMAC. Great event over today at the VMAX. Uh, we had some great uh, competition. It was the whiteout competition, whiteout number six. And you know what's great about uh, whiteout competitions, Kev? Uh, just first of all, the sheer amount of work they put into fighting. But what else? Well, I wanted to comment on that because those people, the, the white belts, when they get out there, they may not know what they're doing. But they commit 190%. <laughs> so it's so beautiful effort. to watch. And so like half the time, like I, you see the harness good energy of them and you say, you know, we can, we can mold them to be good. This is, <laughs> this is good stuff, guys. This is great, great, great. So obviously to Pat and Jackie uh, and uh, Becker, uh, congratulations. Good job to you guys for competing today. But a very specialized uh, set of shout-outs. One to Jeff Janney, who uh, held down for the Academy in a super fight. But uh, the biggest of all going to our good friend, Brian Singer, who received his blue belt today. So we were yes. very proud of him. And, uh, you know, Brian is one of those guys. He lost a lot of weight doing jiu-jitsu. Uh, his wife was there. I think his kids were watching as well. So we got video of it. And it was very sweet to see him get his blue belt. And... Um, as somebody who has been there since the very beginning of his journey, it's been great to watch him grow and develop, and I look forward to seeing him do more. And I've already warned him, his legs are now fair game for everybody. So if you're rolling with him, please attack them a it, lot. It's what's fair. You it's know, really no what. choice. Yeah. Uh, it happened to me. happened to Kevin. happens to everybody, guys. So there is that. Um, I also want to send a shout-out to my good friend Timmy Gone, who – 
uh, is part of the Jean-Jacques uh, extended family. And Timmy was one of the first people who really got me into jiu-jitsu. Uh, you know, he's a Taekwondo black belt. So I basically told him, I'm like, you're in charge of making me okay at this. And uh, Timmy and I, a long, long time ago, uh, you know, I would train a lot and he would come in and out. And I was just happy to see him get his blue belt. And uh, he did so today by taking first place in uh, competition, had some great matches. He was even going up against one of our guys, Pat, and they became besties, Kev. This is the worst thing. I think they both deduced that they were going to be taking on each other. So Pat sees me talking with Timmy. They both look at how big the other is and they go, we're probably fighting each other. <laughs> then they go off to the side and start like gal palling around and they're just like, what do you think about this? I love side control too it's so great let's be friends <laughs> and then afterwards they're like okay guys you guys have to have a match now and they're like okay i'm gonna hug you before the match is that cool okay let's just be friends <laughs> so anyway after that love fest ended timmy uh did some good work and uh they were very very cordial after but anyway as somebody who's watched Timmy as well and uh has uh seen him come back into the sport. We appreciate having him and we like the fact that now he has to do more stuff in gi and also attack his legs as well. So there is that. So congratulations, Timmy. Very happy and proud of you. And to everybody who came in and competed today, thank you guys so much. We appreciate, you know, you, you coming through our gym. I love seeing our gym get packed. So there's nothing quite like it. I want to send big thank yous to all the academies who participated. There are far too many in a name, but you know who you are. And uh, I was just, it's just rad to see you guys. And then uh, one last big shout out to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. Got some stuff coming up in the works. Maybe some seminar or two to announce in the very near future. But they would. Uh, <laughs> keep a listen and, uh, out for us, you guys. We'll hopefully make sure that you are the first to know. And um, in addition to that, I think it is also good to acknowledge our good friend um, – Thor Shanky, who uh, went to go compete at the Jiu-Jitsu Net dot competition, the Jiu-Jitsu Net Challenge, as put together by Trumpeter Dan, a.k.a. Dan Lucart. And, Kev, I have to say I was very impressed with their production. Not only did they have a great set of blue and purple belts and, and made it super exciting, but um, they also featured a really cool super fight between Keenan Cornelius. Remember him? I, uh... I know. It's tough. I know. I know. He's still around. Okay. I remember a Keenan online thing, but it was like, a, no, it wasn't a sex tape. It was something else. It was. No, no, no. But he fought Sean Roberts in a rematch from the BJJ Kumite, and uh, it was quite impressive. So that is those, pretty awesome. Uh, had a great match, and Keenan ended up winning via, I think it was Triangle. Yes, it was. However, Sean Roberts had a very, very rough-looking uh, armbar attempt at that very beginning. Everybody's hearts stopped for a brief moment. So that was some good stuff to see. So my congratulations and thanks to everybody who helped put that together as well. You guys did a great job. That was really uh, – it's good to see that they were running commercials. They had good broadcasting. And most importantly, the talent seemed to enjoy themselves. So uh, kudos to them. And I think that's going to do it for me, Kev. First shout-out to Sean uh, Bratton. Just – one of those brown belts that makes you regret choosing the sport in terms of like, wow, I'm not good enough. But one of those great brown belts in terms of like, wow, this is this does feel like drowning. This would be cool to do to somebody someday. Massive compliments out. He was uh, teaching me some lessons and giving some free lessons out to the whole crew. After Jubera taught some awesome overhook game 
Love the old school, the overhook with both. Uh, I use that a lot. No gi. I haven't been doing it as much gi. Not anymore. It's back. That's all I'm fighting for. Love the overhook stuff. I also whipped out BJJ training journal, the actual Ooh. journal, not just the app this time. So I was like, you know, I'm in the mood to write something down. Give it a little try for a few months because uh, we get a lot of we do directional <laughs> drilling. And I was like, I use the app quite a bit, and the app is at times hard for me, especially afterwards because I'm all sweaty. So I was like, I'll try the book for uh, a month or two to see if it can uh, help jump some stars. So massive shout-outs to our friend Amici throwing out these beautiful little diaries that remind me of planners in <coughs> fourth grade, which is when we were like there. I was like, oh, so they give me a planner. I'm in. Love it. I'm going to try the old school method for a little while, Raph. <laughs> and... That's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for us here at Verbal Tap tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Good night and five stars. Five stars, six.